Hi, I'm Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where I explore LDS scripture and doctrine for the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints. Like most of you, I'm a typical Latter day Saint, and I've held a variety of callings from gospel doctrine teacher to institute. I've always loved learning and sharing the scriptures of Christ. Recently, I went back to school, and I'm currently a theology student, where I get to learn context, history, ancient languages, and more importantly, how to learn. I thought you might want to share in what I was learning, and the 20-minute scriptorian was born. While I am a believer, these thoughts are my own, and they are not an official representation of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thanks for listening, and join me on the journey as we explore the scriptures and the path of the disciple of Christ. Hey everybody, this is Lori, and welcome back to the 20-Minute Scriptorian, and we are headed into Mosiah 18 and Alma the Elder, where we talk about a mighty change, a repentance, and a different person. So first, I just want to give a shout out. Um, I had a great opportunity a couple weeks ago to interview with the Cultural Hall podcast. Thanks, Richie T. So if you have a chance, go over the head over there and listen to the podcast. It's uh, on one of his that just came out today, which is... Um, just in the middle of May here in 2020. And it's, um, it's a great, <laughs> I, I'm like at minute 44 and it's like, uh, articles of news section, his hodgepodge section. And he interviews a couple people and those are great too. And then you can jump out. I talk a little bit more about going to school at the Evangelical University. I don't talk as much about going to Gonzaga, uh, the Jesuits, um, just because, and, so, so anyway, I just not quite what we talk about on the podcast, but if you do have a chance to go see the, uh, watch the cultural hall and give it a like and a review, it really helps this channel out and share the love. Thanks again, Richie. So we are headed into a story that I have really been pondering and thinking about. And, and that is the story of Alma the Elder. So I wanted to share a little bit of some insights that we see from Mosiah 18 and some other scriptural examples of some people who have really changed and seen the Savior and and the atoning Messiah in a different light, because I think there's a great story behind this. Now, there's a lot going on in these chapters for this week for Come Follow Me. So in Mosiah 18, we see a little bit about the conversion of Alma. We'll just call him Alma instead of Alma the Elder because we haven't met his son yet. But we also see the beginning of the church and some really unique things in baptism and, and really uh, absolutely pivotal things that change. And for the first time, it looks like in Nephite history. So it's an amazing chapter. And that's just 18. And we haven't even gotten to the others. But the part that struck me was the personal part, was the part about the man, the person of Alma. And so let's kind of go through and talk about what was going on with him and just see if we can kind of learn anything from him, I, to start, have you, have you ever really maybe been on the wrong side of the gospel? Have you been someone's maybe straight or you're like, Hey, I don't really like going that much anymore. Or I've got doubts or questions or just made mistakes. And maybe said, you know, I'm just giving up. I can't, can't figure it out. I think there's a little bit of that in most of us and certainly in our families, if not with us particularly. And I, I think that's what's so appealing to me about Alma is that these stories, these narratives are about real people. And so we can see ourselves in them. And so Alma, if, uh, if we remember, is one of King Noah's wicked priests and it said some pretty bad things about them. So while 
I read one commentary that was like, oh, well, he probably wasn't doing all those really terrible things. Um, that's, I don't, it doesn't really matter what he was doing, but the, but the uh, wicked priests were pretty wicked. They were um, idolatrous. They were leading the people away. They spent their money on harlots. Um, and so if he was doing any of those things, you think well, those are pretty big, those are pretty big things on the, uh, on the sin spectrum. And so what, and not that that's the important part, but what I like about the idea is that here's a person who, if he was, was pretty bad and then, or had some real struggles and really has a change of heart. So let's go over to, um, this is all takes place in just this short, short, um, verses. Now we remember when Abinadi comes, Alma um, st stands up for Abinadi and says, well, hey, maybe we should listen to him. So you start to see something has changed. Abinadi preached to the people for two years or uh, for a while and then disappears for two years and then comes back and then is thrown in jail. And then he is brought before the priests and Noah on this mock trial, right, where they're going to try to f uh, f find some reason that they can get rid of him and have trap him in his words. And, and we talked about that the last couple weeks. But we do see this little glimpse of Alma being the guy that steps up and says, hey, you know, I, I think he's okay. And then something happens, right? Abinadi is killed. Um, he is uh, burned to death, flogged to death uh, with flaming sticks of some kind. It's kind of who knows what was going on there. But pretty terrible death. And certainly the priests would have been uh, there probably as witnesses. Uh, maybe not all of them. But we, we see just this. Alma's just pricked to his core, just his heart is changed, and, and he sees something in the testimony about the Messiah, and it changes, it changes Alma, and here's what it says in 18.1, and now it came to pass that Alma, who had fled from the servants of King Noah, repented of his sins and iniquities, and went about privately among the people, and began to teach the words of Abinadi. Wow, there's so much in one verse so we say there's Alma and he had to run away but he repented of his sins we don't hear we hear about his son right we see this angel and he's knocked out and he talks about the um this his just feeling this harrowing up of his soul and and I think we're going to see something we don't care about it specifically but something obviously similar happens with Alma but I love the idea that Alma has such bravery and such strength of character that when he learns of Christ properly, that he, he changes. And that's kind of what the idea of repent is to turn away, is just to change your mind. Sometimes we think of repentance as, you know, you've heard it, like the five R's. We have to uh, recompense and we have to, I don't know even what the five R's are anymore. But that's not how the scriptures um, talk about them. It's changing. You, you have to change. And when you've changed, you are changed, right? So when you feel that mighty change of heart, when you feel that uh, Holy Spirit purify you, you're like, I am changed. And so whatever he had to do to get that, I think that's beautiful in just a couple of sentences. And then we know that it was a true change because he didn't just go back to where he was or kind of hide out, but it says he secretly and privately, he went around teaching the people. What did he teach? What was so changing in his life that he said, I have to teach something. Yea, concerning, this is what he taught. Yea, concerning that which was to come, and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, and the redemption of the people, which was to be brought to pass through the power and suffering and death of Christ, and his resurrection, 
and ascension into heaven. He's saying this Abinadi was talking about Christ, the atoning Savior, the Messiah, who would come in Abinadi and Alma's future and our past, right? But would come and he would save them by resurrecting the dead, redeeming the people. And that was all done by his power, by his suffering, by the death of Christ and his resurrection and ascension in heaven. The, aton- the story of the atoning Messiah changed Alma. Abinadi, and you've heard this, you know, Abinadi, he taught one person, you know, and changed the world, and he did, and he's changing us today. Abinadi is one of the most amazing uh, missionaries and prophets ever, and yet here is exactly how it happened. The Messiah, the story of the Savior becoming man and saving us, changes, changes Alma, Alma who had a position of power. He didn't have to do anything. Didn't have to do, he's risking his life and he didn't have to do anything. So such a fascinating thing that happens here. So I asked myself, how do, how do we achieve that kind of change? How do we look and say, Hey, how did that happen? And it reminds me um, of another story of somehow, sometimes it's like Alma didn't really see, Alma didn't understand the scriptures, right? Originally, he, he clearly had questions he clearly was educated in the scriptures at some point because they're quizzing Abinadi on, on uh, Isaiah. And so they clearly had some kind of training, and yet they didn't see it. They didn't see what was there. And, and how often does that happen? Ah, the, you know, the, the Savior wasn't exactly what I was hoping for. I didn't really know how this would work, but the church isn't really working out in my life. Or I, I, didn't, I didn't really, this is not why I have my plans. This wasn't in my plan. I think it should have come out somewhere different. And this is where it reminds me of another story. And it's the story of, uh, of the road to Emmaus. Now we know it, but it's just, it's just stories coming, coming back to me as I was studying this this week. And on the road to Emmaus, it's how Luke decides to end his story. So in the Gospel of Luke, it's like chapter 24, um, Christ has been uh, crucified and resurrected. And um, and then you just pick up the story with these two guys. It's like uh, Cleopas and somebody else, right? And they're walking along the road and they're walking to Emmaus, which is a city outside of Jerusalem. And so they have just left the Passover and all this going on with Jesus. And uh, they're walking along and they're talking and and they don't recognize that it's Jesus. So, so Jesus um, kind of appears there and is walking and they just, oh, it's just another uh, Israelite man on the road. You know, come walk with us. You're not Roman. You're one of us. Come hang out with us for a minute. Uh, and so they, they go on this little walk to Emmaus and, and they're talking and, and he's, and he, I love this. It's like, he's like, well, hey, what are you guys, Jesus, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> what? Are you the only, are you the only guy who's never heard what's going on in Jerusalem? And they said, yeah, it was, it was Jesus. And he came and we watched him do all these miracles and these wonders and everything. And then he, uh, he was crucified. And then some of our, our women um, went, saw him and said he, he'd been resurrected. And really? Oh, really? What? And they said, yeah. And so then some of the men went and then they saw that he was resurrected and people have seen him. And so, yeah, it was this crazy story, and and we just we just didn't see him for uh, we 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 didn't know this was what was happening with Jesus, and then here's Jesus walking along with them, and uh, telling him the story. And so, do you know? Do you remember how it goes? The story continues that the two disciples that are walking along, they they don't recognize Jesus, and Jesus kind of scolds them, and he's like, "Do do you not really remember?" Um, do you not believe all the old prophets? Because that's what they talked about. They showed that the Messiah had to suffer these things. And 
And so he, he, Jesus goes through this little Bible study and he shows them from Moses and he opens the scriptures to them and he shows them. And as they get, um, this is one of my favorite parts, as they get to the village Emmaus, uh, it's like Jesus, like, oh, I gotta, I gotta keep going. She's like, why don't, why don't you stay? Um, you know, stay with us. And the day's almost over. So he goes and stays with them. And as they're sitting at the table eating, um, Jesus takes the bread and he gives thank, thanks. He breaks it and he, he blesses it and then he hands it to them. And then it has a great phrase that says their eyes were opened and they recognized him. They recognized him. And then it, he disappears and they were, then they go back and they think about it and they say, well, how did we miss that that was Christ talking to us? How did we not see him for who he was? Were not our hearts burning within us when he talked to us about the scriptures? And then they, they got up and they run back to Jerusalem and they find the 11 and they said, it's true. It's true that the Lord has risen and it appeared to Peter. And, and then they told what had happened. And then they say something important. They say they recognize Jesus um, when he broke the bread. He broke the bread. And I think it's the same message sometimes. Do we actually understand Christ in our lives? Do we understand how he had to become one of us? Do we see him there walking on the road with us? Sometimes it's we have some other expectation of ourselves or the church or the Messiah or Christ or Christ's role. And when we see him as the atoning Messiah through the broken bread of his body and the crucifixion and then the resurrection, um, then we see him for who he really is. Not something that we just made up or expected, but what he really is. And I think that's what I love about the story of Alma. Alma goes through the exact same story with Abinadi. Abinadi tells him about the suffering servant of Isaiah 53, that he'll be despised and beaten and he'll be downtrodden. And yet he'll become as us and then he will be redeemed. Uh, and through that redemption, we will be redeemed of both sin and death. And Alma is changed and he repents. And that's what he teaches. Go back to my Mosiah 18. Um, right at the end of verse one, it says that Alma began to teach the words of Abinadi, verse two, here are the words, concerning that which was to come and also concerning the resurrection of the dead, the redemption of the people, which was to be brought to pass through the power and the suffering and the death of Christ and his resurrection and ascension into heaven. It's Christ and our testimony of him that changes us. He could be walking right along with us and we might not recognize him until we recognize that it was through that power of Christ's atonement, the atoning Messiah. That's what changed them. That's what changed Alma. Oh, so powerful. Didn't our hearts burn within us while he walked along and taught us the scriptures? Then the story turns and then they say many people believe him and they, they go out to a place called Mormon. And then, um, and they explain the name of that. And then they, they hide, he hides out there and then people come out and, and then we hear about the baptism. I want you to think about this. This story of Alma is powerful. It's our story. It's our story. We come back to Christ and we're changed in him. We're changed through him because of him suffering through his power to give back life, even when we are suffering, for his power to change us internally, for his power to forgive us and give us that repentance, like Alma, this pretty wicked priest, right? And then you say, wow, that's what I want. That's who I want to be. I want to be changed so that I have the, the power and the bravery 
to teach the people, even at the risk of my own life. I want that. I want that faith and that assurity in the atoning Messiah. Well, Scriptorians, that's all the time we have for. Go back and read Mosiah 18. See if you don't see that beautiful story of Alma. And maybe jump into Luke 24 and see what you think about the road to Emmaus. Thanks, everybody. Keep reading. And thanks again, Cultural Hall.